When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What was the weirdest thing you picked up today? The weirdest thing I picked up today was a coconut with the coconut water in it and like the whole umbrella thing just on the side of the road. It was pretty heavy in my bag. Uh, I got a little bicep workout until I got to another trash can to empty it from my bag to the trash. So that was the weirdest thing. A big that coconut. That is very weird. I didn't expect that. <laughs> That was Hunter Pence at the end of a trash cleanup in North Beach last Sunday, describing what sounds like a full cocktail that he found in the gutter. What was the weirdest thing that you picked up during our latest adventure, Heather? I picked up a stray windshield wiper. So if your car is missing one, it's probably at the landfill by now. I can't remember anything that I picked up except cigarette butts because I picked up like a thousand of them and then that became... You know, I walk around now and I just see every cigarette butt because so many cigarette butts. But we should back up because this story starts with our main interview today, Vince Ewan. How did you meet Vince, Heather? I've been aware of his group Refuse Refuse for a few months. He founded it in March of 2021, kind of a pandemic hobby of cleaning the streets with his daughters, turned into a full-fledged citywide community service effort to clean San Francisco's notoriously dirty streets. And he tweeted, at you, me, Hunter Pence, and Hunter's wife, Lexi Pence, in August, saying he'd love the four of us to join him for a cleanup. It took a while to schedule, but we finally did it. Yeah, and I loved the response. Hunter Pence came back with a, yeah, I was looking to do a beach cleanup. Um, Really cool. And then stuck to it. I mean, we showed up there on Sunday, June Shine, Together SF, and Refuse Refuse got together with the Pences. There were like 150 people there walking through North Beach, making it spotless. You're going to hear Hunter Pence here and then Vince. And I have to say, Vince has like a Hunter Pence level of enthusiasm. So without further ado, are you all ready to pick up some trash with purpose? To make a difference, to show your love for SF. So thank you all so much. So let's get trashed, (laughs) y'all. So that's what I'm hoping people take away from this is that it works. If we just keep coming out and showing up, you'll see results. So everyone put up your trash pickers after my rhetorical question. Okay. Are you guys, do you guys share the vision of a clean San Francisco? Yes, yes, yes. Are you ready to pick up trash with Hunter Pence? Yes, yes, yes. So after the event, we met with Vince and sat down at the Ocean Beach Cafe Parklet near Ocean Beach. It's a wonderful purveyor of non-alcoholic beer, wine, and spirits, and really got to know Vince a little bit better. Yeah, he was a lot of fun to talk to, and I really think he is San Francisco's foremost expert on trash. He really knows a bizarre amount of information about garbage. He even uses the word garbology in his conversation. Yeah, and and very enthusiastic about garbology. (laughs) We interviewed Hunter Pence at the event. We'll play that early in the episode. But mostly this is a pep talk for community service in San Francisco. Vince's living proof you can start small and make a difference. 
I'm Peter Hartlob here with Heather Knight, and this is Total SF. Thank you very much. Welcome to Total SF. Vince, you and we had a wonderful time with you yesterday cleaning up San Francisco. And now we are in a lovely parklet, um, not too far from Ocean Beach. I didn't even know about this place, Ocean Beach Cafe. Uh, Let's give him a little plug to start. Josh, who founded this place, has created the largest selection of non-alcoholic beverages in the country. And he's leading a revolution to give people alternatives and not just mocktails like they're really designed for people to enjoy them so people who don't want to drink alcohol so it's awesome and he's been hosting these uh bi-monthly cleanups here at ocean beach i feel like you've been through here with like a crew recently well we were here uh, on saturday uh there's two guys who walked across the country picking up trash uh, really chauncey and noah yeah chauncey they he started in virginia beach and about the same time i started picking up trash myself nine months ago and they ended here in San Francisco, and he dipped into the ocean, so coast to coast. <laughs> so you think I'm crazy. Those guys are insane. Yeah. Should have had them on the podcast. I know. Yeah, they're probably gone now, picking up trash somewhere else. So. Well, also, shout out to Josh for like spontaneously creating our favorite podcast studio so far. <laughs> We're in this parklet with all these plants and right near the ocean, and he put this beautiful tablecloth and flowers and plants down for us. So everybody should come to the Ocean Beach Cafe. We had a great time with you yesterday. I want to kind of start with that. We want to get your origin story. We want to talk about what you're doing. But just yesterday, um, we're out in North Beach with Hunter and Lexi Pence and like 100 people. And it was such a fabulous day. Um, Heather, do you remember how that came together? I think it was one of your... Did you tweet at us, Vince? Yeah. Yeah. So like back in the beginning, kind of when I started this, I'm like... Who turns people out? So you, I mean, I go out and I talk to people and I hand out cards when they see me. I post flyers on, you know, signposts. And, and you know, if I get a couple people turned out, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. You know, I'm a horrible person to ask because if I get one other person to come with me, I'm like, oh, it's a huge success. <laughs> but then I'm thinking, you know, you know, who are the celebrities, the influencers in the Bay Area? It's, it's the athletes. So I was kind of just mulling over and, you know, Hunter's super authentic, right? I wouldn't have tried to, you know hound him or stalk him not in a creepy way but to get him out because he's authentic right he he was part of that uh giant sweep campaign and he was going out to the high schools and speaking to students he's planted trees with friends of the urban forest and he's just like awesomely weird right so <laughs> so one night after a few beers i was talking about this and my buddy's like yeah you should try again so i like i tweeted and i tweeted you guys because i knew <clears throat> you guys knew him from your podcast yeah. so I thought that might be an in and it worked so thank you very much for making that happen for sure yeah I think his response was basically like yeah I was looking for a beach to clean up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it took a few months to schedule and organize but we all went out yesterday yeah. to North Beach and um, cleaned for three hours I think so um, yeah. we I was amazed by how many cigarette butts there are yeah that's people smoke people. a lot in yeah. North Beach apparently no, it's everywhere. Um, about 35% of the litter by count is typically cigarette butts. Now, neighborhood to neighborhood, if you go out to Hayes Valley, it can be like 60 to 70%. So you just, you know, envision hipsters just smoking outside <laughs> of bars and just tossing them. So, um, but it's a huge problem. And, and those cigarette butts are actually, they contain a plastic called cellulose acetate. 
and it takes about 10 years to degrade and when it does it turns into microplastics so hopefully people will be more conscious i have some campaigns coming out one is called a butt can that we designed and i've been teaching people how to make their own homemade DIY uh, soup can ashtrays. So you just take a 15 ounce can, good can, wash them, we prime them, poke some holes in the bottom, decorate them. And since we pick up trash, we know where the cigarette smokers are. And we just put them out. And lots of times they use them or they're gone. And you know, just like a passive way to be doing the right thing, right? It's like everyone's right to smoke if they choose to, but it's not our right to toss your trash and litter and especially something toxic like that into our neighborhood. So um, we're gonna, you're gonna start seeing them more in mass. And um, we, you need one across the street from the church in Washington Square. I was like, <laughs> oh, people are smoking across the street from like this iconic church. <laughs> um, I noticed like, like, I see trash now. Like when I walk around, you don't notice it, but when you're out there looking at it with the little grabber, and by the way, I loved the little grabber. Yeah. That was fun. I'll come out again just to <laughs> let you uh, let me borrow a little grabber. You start oh, you get your own, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> you start really seeing the trash. I was I felt it was like kind of meditative, and I got just into like oh, like you can yeah. kind of just think about whatever. And then Peter and I, our bags got so heavy, we were like, we need to call it because we can't carry <laughs> these anymore. But I would still be like, oh, there's another piece. There's another piece. And like it's hard to stop. Yeah, you get lost, and like unfortunately in San Francisco, you could just keep going forever here all day long. I did what I called mission on mission. I cleaned for sun up to sundown on the fall equinox, or fall solstice, and uh, cleaned from the southern border of the city in Daly City along the west side of Mission. And I made it to about 18th Street. Wow. And, um, you know, picked up 27 bags of trash and two and a half pounds of cigarette butts and could have kept going, but, you know, had to call it when the sun went down. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of need here in the city for sure. And, you know, you touch upon it. It's like, it's very meditative. I think what's attractive to a lot of people is like you, you, you see the instant results of it, right? Dirty street, you pick it up, clean street. Yeah. And so there's something very satisfying about that. And you can definitely get lost. Like I've had a lot of time just to kind of conceptualize and think about what this is, what this movement is, what we're trying to accomplish. And um, I just am super encouraged by all the support, at least early on. And I tell people, this is just the tip of the iceberg. We're going to need a lot more effort to make it the vision that I see. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those visions was having someone like Hunter come out. So when I see something like that yesterday, it just gives me even more juice to like keep going because, you know, when you have a vision, you see it with your own eyes. It's like, oh, this is possible. So and I, I do think it really is a solvable problem. We can have a, a clean San Francisco. We can have that image of like, oh, San Francisco, that's that place where you have cable cars and the Golden Gate Bridge and these weird people with trash pickers going out and picking up trash all day. Yeah. So, Mm-hmm. That's the hope. So I want to shout out Hunter and Lexi because I, I wasn't with Hunter most of the time, but we were with Lexi in the beginning. And, I mean, they could have just, like, organized this and given a speech. She was out there working. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah. She was really I, determined. She was in the bushes outside the church like, I can't get this one piece of trash out. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you what for br- being here. Thank you. What brings you out here today? I know it started on Twitter. Um, Vincent tagged the three of us and suggested we all pick up trash together. So here we are. Yeah, you know, uh, it's kind of a, a, it's definitely a big team effort. I have a lot of help. Um, you know, it was it was a partnership with Juneshine. They they wanted to support something that I'm interested in, and obviously, I love like planting trees and and picking up trash. And you know, I'm a big believer that our actions make a difference. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, I, if I if I care about having a clean SF, I want to get out here and get involved. And I'm so thankful for the big, uh, you know, for Together SF and Public Works, and you know, finding ref- refuse refuse refuse. So just <laughs> a great. Team and a, and a great cause that matters to me. 
And have you noticed as a San Francisco resident how dirty our streets are? Yeah, you know, but they keep getting clean. So you'll see trash and we just got to keep picking it up. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I love this story. Uh, it, it's an old story that, that really inspired me. Uh, there was a bunch of dead starfish on the, on the beach and this guy's walking by. He's picking one up and he's throwing it into the ocean. And they're not dead yet. They're just stranded. And he just keeps picking another one up, 10,000 of them. Jogger comes by and says, hey, what are you doing? You know, you're not really making any difference. There's like 10,000 of them. And he picks one up and he throws it in the ocean. He goes, well, I made a difference in that one's life, didn't Aww. I? That's a good story. You're, you're an optimistic guy. Can you rally us? <laughs> you know what? Um, I, I was talking earlier that it's like, you know, finding Nemo is our mantra. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> uh, you know, keep throwing a starfish in at a time. Pick up trash, plant trees. Uh, love on each other. Be kind. Uh, we just got to keep doing the best we can with what we got regardless. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, love is one direction regardless of whether, you know, some say treat others how, how you want to be treated. But it's a lot of people are like, I'm going to treat others how they treat me. Be the love first. Do the things that, that, that make you happy. And uh, so that's kind of my 2022 is like, I'm just going to keep swimming like Nemo. <laughs> I like it. You know what? I got to A, give a lot of thanks to, you know, youth baseball and a lot of my baseball coaches who taught me uh, the importance. And, and I think that's how it goes is uh, the leaders teach the young, young people how important your actions are in the community. And, and you do need to get out and get involved to make a difference. And so a lot of my baseball coaches growing up would, would get us involved in these things. And I saw the impact and, and you feel the impact. Um, so I guess I got to give a big thanks to the leaders that came in front of me. And um, one of my favorite quotes of all time is uh, a, an old quote from the, uh, the All Blacks of New Zealand. And they, they had a mantra, plant trees you'll never see grow. And I think it's a metaphor to just do things, whether it's going to help you or it's just, you know, don't just fix your house. See if you can fix some, you know, help someone else. So I love living by that, that, that law. We'll be right back after this short break. So we're at the mid-roll, Heather, the part of the podcast where our listeners are about to hear an ad. But first, I want to talk about our book club. We have our next book club event coming up. Yes, something you should definitely add to your list for things to do in 2022 is join our Total SF Book Club. Our next read is Victories Greater Than Death by Charlie Jane Anders. We'll be talking with her on February 24th at 6 p.m. You can choose whether to watch via Zoom or attend with us in person at the Caret Auditorium at the Main Library. That's 6 p.m. February 24th. Mark your calendars. You can get more info at sfpl.org events. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You know, it's just like I tell people it's going to take a lot of easy work to get this done. And so, you know, it's great. Like a, a cleanup like yesterday, the cleanups are fun. You know, it's great to meet people in the community building, which is definitely kind of an offshoot I didn't even envision from when I started doing this as something that could come out of it. Um, but really, everything leads back to getting to a point of just caring for your own block, right? I would love it if everyone had their own trash picker and would just take care of their own block. You don't have to go anywhere further. 
And if everyone did that, we would have a clean San Francisco. So I keep telling people like that's what we're working back towards, right? And yeah. thankfully they're as I've been doing this, I've discovered a lot of people have been doing this for years. You know, we're not alone, but we need more people committed to this and taking that kind of pride and ownership of our neighborhoods. Because, you know, we're empowered to do that. It doesn't, you know, my message is it doesn't take money, really. It's really, I'm asking for your time and effort. And so we should ask, we should expect that of ourselves, right? So how did this all start? You formed a group called it's kind of a tricky yeah, name, I have to say. <laughs> refuse, refuse. Refuse. Yeah, it's kind of an homage to some of these. You know, I have a group of friends. We, we started this website called Top 10, Top 10. And it's like <laughs> the Top 10 website. It's kind of like an early BuzzFeed thing. And um, and then we have all these, like, get in the Carmichael, Carmichael, Carmichael. So <laughs> you can unpack that later and see how that works. So that was kind of like an homage to that. So it was Refuse, Refuse. And then, you know, with the logo, if you move it you can even get the sf in there so i thought that was oh yeah cool but yeah it doesn't really roll off the tongue some people <laughs> are like that's horrible or some people are like that's the most creative thing and i think it's probably somewhere in between you know um but refuse refuse someone said it better than me um so i it was just kind of born out of the pandemic like a lot of things you know only took a global pandemic to shake my head loose and you know i was stuck at home with my kids who are both sfusd students mm-hmm. who you guys met yesterday and they have a lot of energy and they're kind of tired of bored of gardening and bike riding and roller skating so I was just trying to find other outdoor activities to do with them and had a neighbor who we'd walk the kids to school together with um, we'd always say like oh we should pick up this trash as it's swirling around you're just stepping over things it's like yeah, why is it like this and of course we never did anything about it but in the pandemic I just went online bought a couple pickers and me and my two daughters would just go out and on our street and just clean it. And after a while, we noticed that it actually made a difference. Like our, our street was much cleaner. We could get further out, right? If it went out for half an hour in the past, it'd be just our street, but then we're getting further out into the neighborhood. And one day, this guy, Brennan, who I now know, was in his window and looked down and said, hey, what are you doing out there? I'm like, oh, picking up trash. He's like, I want to join you. I'm like, cool. <laughs> so I gave him my number and he texted me. And the next week he went out with me and I'm like, wow, there's maybe something here. So I just threw up a quick website, um, made a post on Nextdoor, which I've never been on, and it kind of blew up locally in our neighborhood. That was probably the most positive Nextdoor post yeah, in San yeah, Francisco right, Yeah, there's a lot of haters out there for <laughs> sure. If you don't yeah. believe me, just go on to Nextdoor Twitter for a few minutes. Yeah. Um, so it was like, that was encouraging. So I'm like, okay, well, let me... Let me see if I can organize a cleanup. And, you know, when I was kind of and really researching it, like trying to understand the problem. So I did a lot of reading and, and just trying to find information out there. I reached out to a lot of professors and people who are, who are doing this work for a long time. Um, there's actually an anthropological study called Garbology that was started by this. Is that a real word? It's a real word. Wow. It's a real study um, started by this guy, um, Professor Bill Rathje in the University of Arizona. They have a big program. And so what they were looking at was how the trash moves through the waste streams from production all the way to the final resting spot in landfills. And they did a lot with food waste, actually. And so I reached out to professors and just trying to understand, you know, what is the cause of this? What are potential solutions? You know, it just morphed into this and, and all these things like, oh, it'd be great if we had this in the city or that in the city. And as I researched, like, we do. The Department of Public Works actually provides a lot. So you hear like, what are my taxpayer dollars going towards? Like, what is the city doing? And like, you guys came out with me yesterday. You, I think you guys realized, like, there's no way a city could do this by themselves. There's just way too much out there. And I'm glad you bring that up because I think there's this idea, like, I pay my taxes. It's on the city to do this. And then 
you see this grassroots thing happening that it, it felt like something in conjunction in a real good way because you're meeting your neighbors, you're meeting other people, I'm, just little things like walking down a block you've never walked down before yeah. in this beautiful city yeah. that we're lucky enough to live in or live adjacent to. It, it, it wasn't until I got out there that I got past that. Because when I came out, I'm thinking, well, picking up trash, that's a city thing, right? This is a different thing, and you don't see it that way. I don't see it that way because, um, like, yes, the city can do better, We can, but I would say we as residents could do much better. Yeah. Right? Obviously, somebody's leaving all those cigarette butts and coffee cups and beer yeah, bottles I on mean, the sidewalk, so why should we expect that we can just toss it at right. a city worker will come pick exactly. it up? Exactly. I mean, is that your expectation? Why would you want to make someone else's job harder, you know? Ask not what your city can do for you, <laughs> what you can do for your city. You're so JFK. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you, I guess. <laughs> also, I think people are so frustrated with San Francisco for so many reasons and sure. send, like, endless emails to their supervisors or the mayor and never get responses, and they just feel like they're banging their head against the wall. But this is something that everyone can do and yeah. see an immediate difference. Yeah, it's empowering, right, because, you know, we all have our one vote, and then what else can we do? So, you know, I... I don't think it's necessarily right to just put it on our leadership and say, hey, you solve all our problems. It's like we have to step up and help be part of the solution, too. And we're empowered to do that. And so, you know, that's why I always say, like, I, I kind of defend public works in the city in that way. It's like, OK, yes, they can be better, but we need to step up yeah. way more than we're doing because we're the ones causing all this trash. Right? Yeah. It's human behavior. I think there's also an assumption that the trash is correlated only with the fact that we have such a big homelessness crisis. But I, it was very clear yesterday, just seeing what's actually out there, that we're all responsible. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the homeless aren't like, you know, getting Starbucks lids with their names. <laughs> the names are on them. You know? I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. I mean, even if we had the 8,000 or so homeless people 24 hours a day scattering trash, it wouldn't even come close to what we see out there. Yeah. So, I mean, they're unfairly scapegoated. I mean, if you came into my house, you would think that five and seven year olds were responsible for all the trash as they leave it all over the place. <laughs> Legos like, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, if people are living on our streets, then that's their home. They're, of course, their they're garbage and their refuse is going to be on the streets. So I think they're unfairly scapegoated. They do add to the problem, of course. They're people too, but, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's unfair to just scapegoat and say, oh, it's just homeless encampments and all this. So, yeah. I, we had a running joke, or I had a running joke, because Heather's really recognizable. When I go out with Heather, like, people come up, oh, Heather, I love your columns. And every once in a while they go, oh, you're that guy. I like your stuff too. Out with Heather. But I had this running joke that like these people who know who Heather is are right. going to look at her and think she's on a work crew, you know, because she's got the vest and everything. And, you know, I had a couple jokes about that, you know. What, a couple. You joked about that for like three straight hours. You were her for parole three straight officer, hours. right? But now I think about that, that's kind of sad, too, that we associate doing something like this with punishment. Going into it mentally, I'm like, oh, this is something that, you know, in my head is going to be a drag. And I had a great time. And I'm wondering if you've seen that transformation, people coming out and you know, doing this and it being something different than they thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, people like, you know, I think here in San Francisco, sometimes we suffer from like smelling our own liberal farts a little too much. <laughs> and, like, we don't actually like live up to our ideals. Right. So I, I'm very hopeful because I feel a reason why a lot of people are attracted to San Francisco and the Bay Area is because we are forward thinking. We are progressive in our thinking but we don't often have opportunities to express that, right? So I think one of the things that has come out of these cleanups is like, wow, it's a, it's a way that you can demonstrate your love for the city. You can demonstrate your ideals. So if anything, 
it's just activating people. So even, you know, beyond the cleanups themselves, and I am focused on actually getting results and having a cleaner city, but beyond that, it's the community building. It's maybe activating someone to say, oh, I did a cleanup. Like, what else can I do? You know, Together SF, you met Forrest mm-hmm. and some of their staff. Like, they've been amazing at, like, helping me move this movement. I, I could never have gotten it to where it is at this point so fast without their assistance. And so... You know, they have other opportunities to, you know, do grocery packing and gardening and, uh, and working with seniors and, and students. And so maybe if someone comes in doing a cleanup, they might discover something else that they're actually more passionate about. And that's a win, too. Right. So we've gotten someone to get out there and do something, you know, and I'm not here to judge because in my 20s and 30s were my selfish years in the city. And I did nothing. You know, I, I maybe did like a corporate thing here and there, but I did not make community service a habit. And that's what I'm hoping people do is that we make this a habit, right? Part of what identifies you as a San Franciscan is that you are going out there and doing something for the community. And I I would love for San Francisco to lead the league, lead the country in community service. And, you know, I think we're a unique place where people do look to us for a lot of those forward thinking, forward actions. And so maybe we can be that beacon that encourages other cities to do the same thing, you know? We could go to Oakland, Alameda, you guys have trash there too. And so it's not just a, a San Francisco city thing. This is a, a global, a global thing. So you're wearing a 49ers jersey right now. I already yeah. know the story behind this, but I just saw you and complimented it. And then there was, of course, a tie between the 49er jersey you're wearing and Refuse. Yes. But um, yes. Paris Harrelson, number 98. Number 98, uh, yeah. Paris Harrelson. Rest in peace. I mean, tragic. I, don't, I mean, I literally was talking to him like a week or two before he passed, and I found out. I'm like, no way. I was just talking to him. So I don't know what happened, but it's super tragic because the guy was super nice, like very generous with his time. He grew up, I believe, in Georgia, somewhere in the south. Um, his grandparents had a, a junkyard. So, you know, I think he's always been aware of it. And so when he retired, he's living in San Jose. It was just like, same place as me before me even is like why is there so much trash and he was very involved he was talking to council members and trying to organize and trying to figure it out and so I got connected to him and I had zoom meetings and he, he always answered my emails um, and we just got talking shop about trash and so you know I wear this in honor of him and he motivates me because you know <laughs> he, he was as focused on it as I am and so I just want to like carry that on represent what he was doing as somewhat of a legacy of what you know, small portion of what he was, but he was a really, really cool dude. So. Yeah. Well, you've survived our very serious questions, okay. and now it's time for the lightning round. <laughs> Where's your favorite place in San Francisco to get a burrito? Just one? You can name two if you want. El Farolito? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, that's my one. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. That can be 13, though, because there's more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of opportunity. What's your favorite movie filmed in San Francisco? Oh, man. The Matrix. Does that yeah. count? I don't know. Sure. It's not like specific. Yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, many. I know you guys had that list, and I was like, I listened <laughs> to my Have content. you seen the new one? No, I it's haven't. It's super San Francisco. Is it? It's like, yeah, it's embedded in, in the financial district. Reads in it, right? She's got a cameo. I think she's got a little cameo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ironic I'm asking this question outside a place that only sells non-alcoholic beverages, but where's your favorite place in the city to get a stiff drink? Oh, that's my local neighborhood bar. I kind of don't want to tell people about it because I want to keep it divey as it is, but it's O'Keefe's in the inner Richmond. Cool. Well, shout out Ocean Beach Cafe, who um, brought out a tablecloth. I know, uh, so our, nice. our, new, our new best friend in the non-alcoholic uh, spirits <laughs> business. <laughs> Josh is awesome. What was your first concert? 
Metallica and nice. Soundgarden at a was it Lollapalooza? It was one of those in, in uh-huh. Irvine Meadows, the old Irvine Meadows, which is great. And, and Metallica helped us organize a cleanup here. I think they were hungover, so they didn't actually show up at 10 a.m. But, you know, <laughs> they're rock stars. I think that's the way stars. you're supposed to do that. You shouldn't have scheduled it for 10 hey, a.m. But they with turned Metallica. people out. I mean, there's people from overseas. Like, there's all these European metalheads that were coming out <laughs> and wow. cleaning this beach with us. So, yeah, I mean, they turned out 200 people and we cleaned this beach. So, big ups to Metallica. <laughs> Proud to represent. Yeah. yeah, they're good community members here. You just you got to schedule it for like 1 p.m. Yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Rock stars. <laughs> yeah, if, if you get Journey, make sure oh, it's man, 1 p.m. I love you know, Journey. They're, they're not up at 10. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last book you read? Uh, Social Arsonist, and it was a biography of this guy named Fred Ross, who most people have probably never heard of, um, but he's kind of like the guy behind the guy of Cesar Chavez. Mm. So he has a lot of ties with San Francisco and lived in Marin and San Francisco at times, but he went around basically activating and, and being an organizer. You know, he he's, was friends with Saul Alinsky, and so he comes from that cloth, and he, this guy was insane. Like, the things he, do, he did, you're like, amazing that this one person. But he, he basically kind of discovered Cesar Chavez and pushed him and Dolores Huerta um, to, to form uh, the Farm Workers United. And um, so that was the last book I finished. Hmm. And um, now someone, someone gave me San Francisco and says, you have to read this oh. now that you're doing this stuff. I'm like, okay, I will read this for you. But, yeah. huh. um, what is the weirdest piece of trash you found in San Francisco? It's nothing. It's just all trash. People ask me, like, what's the coolest? Like, nothing. It's all horrible. It's trash. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, um, I guess this little figurine, it was like a Native American figurine, like this bright blue figurine just kind of caught my eye. So uh-huh. I don't know. That kind of sticks with me. I remember that. It's because, you know, the Natives, the, the Ohlone people, they were one with the land. And mm-hmm. here we come in and we, we don't treat it with the same respect, right? It's like, how far have we come, you know, from that kind of culture? And so uh, hopefully we can tap back into that and say, you know, let's represent that. Um, What's the dirtiest neighborhood in San Francisco? The dirtiest neighborhoods are like what you would expect, the Tenderloin, the Mission, Soma. Although Soma West is a CBD that does a a pretty bang-up job down Mm -hmm. there. It could be a lot, lot worse. Um, The dirtiest street in the city is actually Brighton Ave and Ingleside. For some reason, it's like doesn't help there's a mcdonald's on one end and a liquor store on the other and then it's at the bottom of this hill and it's like a wind tunnel so all the trash in the neighborhood just blows onto this one street and uh west sides of streets typically have more trash than east sides and that's because the wind comes on shore from the ocean and so those buildings on the west side kind of block the wind and the eddies there so when we do these litter counts it it could be like two three x the amount of trash on the west side than on the east side yeah how about this for 2022 for 2022 can we schedule a total sf cleanup with you absolutely and we will recruit people off this podcast anytime anybody who wants to start their own cleanup we uh, with together sf have created kind of this program uh with um in partnership with the department of public works to activate local neighborhood cleanup so if you are inspired to just clean up your own neighborhood, just get a few people out. We have kind of the infrastructure and the resources to support that and make it turnkey. I I tell people, you know, we envision these cleanups as Chinese restaurants, right? It's like, you know, you're going to have great food. It's going to be cheap and there's going to be lots of it, but they, they're not like a chain. It's not McDonald's, right? They have their own feel. And that's what we like these neighborhood cleanups to be. It's like, it's your own neighborhood. And that's what we love about San Francisco. It's like all the neighborhoods have their own character and the people there. And so it's like, that's what we want to, the vision is to create that. And how can people reach you if they want to do this? So they can go to our website, refuserefuse.org. 
sf.org. You can email info at, and um, it comes to me. That's just me. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, again, it's like this. What I wanted to do is because my background sales and marketing is just, just create some kind of banner that we can stand behind that represents our collective efforts to keep San Francisco clean. And like, again, through doing this, I found so many people have been doing this for a long time, but we need more and we just need to make this a habit, right? This has to be part of our culture here. Thank you for listening to the San Francisco Chronicle. Total SF is a production of the Chronicle. Our music is The Tide Will Rise by the Sunset Shipwrecks off their album Community and Cable Car Bell Ringing by eight-time champion Byron Cobb. Support Total SF in the newsroom that creates it by investing in a digital Chronicle edition. It's less expensive than you think at sfchronicle.com slash pod. Thank you very much. That's amazing. Vince, thank you so much. Big hand for Vince and his energy and his vision to want to have a clean SF, his love for SF. And guess what? Our actions make a difference. And it, and it, and it comp- a compound interest was a thing we talked about a lot with the Giants this year in their offense. And picking up trash, your actions make a difference. You have no idea who you're going to inspire by being here. So I want to thank each and every one of you. Give yourselves a big round of applause for being here and taking an action to create a clean SF.